0: Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified live cast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are live with a, another special guest. Um, this time we have Shelby Lanterman coming from San Francisco. You're in San Francisco, or are you in Napa? Napa. Napa, Napa. okay. I For some reason, I had it San Francisco in my head, and I was like, nope, I think <laughs> she's from Napa. But, um, welcome to the podcast. You are our third or fourth. Fourth returning guest, so that that's very small group. We don't ask very many people to come back on, so that's awesome. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I believe we met through Marie Manning in Roswell. Uh, she had brought you out, or you had come through and played at the coffee shop there, and uh, that's nice. kind of where we had originally met, probably four years ago at this point.
1: Yeah, four or five years ago, something like that. Yeah, crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a wild ride. Um, so, you know, and then obviously through the years we've kept in touch, uh, you've come and played Roswell a couple times and then you played, uh, our, uh, virtual festival that we had last week, you know, so we, we've definitely kept in touch. Um, so what's new, what's exciting. I know you got some new music coming out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Uh,
1: Okay, so yeah, no, so I have I have a uh, my very first EP as a solo artist coming out on May 16th, and uh, the single off the album is already on iTunes and Spotify, uh, and that's called Youthful Years. But then the full album is called Why, and it releases on May 16th. So that's that's pretty exciting. It's it's the first project I've done as a solo artist, so it's um, it feels good to have that out, you know. <laughs>
0: And I believe Youthful Years, you did an acoustic set with us, correct? Or did that on your acoustic set with us? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so w- what's kind of been, or what was your creative process going into the album? Did you already have a bunch of songs written? Or did you sit down with the intent of making an album and writing specific songs to get to this album?
1: um it's kind of a collection of songs that I've sort of written over the years um when I write it kind of just comes out of nowhere the inspiration just kind of hits me and so I don't really go into my writing with the intent of writing it's always like just this sort of organic like just kind of comes out when I'm playing guitar kind of thing uh and Mm -hmm. every song what I like about the EP is that every song is very different. There's a couple really like kind of country songs, and then there's a couple really like '90s alternative rock songs. Some that are a little more bluesy and soulful. So it's it it kind of shows all the different uh, facets of of what I like in in music, which is which is that was my intention. Like not necessarily the songs that are on the album, but just the intention of like kind of showcasing. Uh, the different range of styles that I like, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, obviously, or you said that this was your first um, album as a solo act. Had you recorded an album previously? Because I know you had like a duo act that you were doing there for a little bit. Had you?
1: Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. So I. I was in a band years ago called mirror image and we released an ep and then uh i went solo for a little while didn't do too much recording and then i became part of the the duo shelby texas and we released an ep in 2018 i believe it was and uh that ep was was a lot of fun to work on and it's still on itunes and spotify and stuff and that Mm -hmm. ep actually ended up winning uh, L.A. Music Critic Award for Best EP for an independent artist, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this EP uh, kind of takes me down a similar path. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Um. So what what's kind of the when you sit down to write a song, what's your creative process?
1: Well, usually. I, I mean, it's a little bit different with every song because every song comes from a different place. But I would say most of the time what happens is that I'll be out, you know, on a hike or enjoying something with my friends or or just doing something outside of the house and, and living life. And I'll just sort of be inspired by something. Sometimes it's something someone says. Sometimes it's something I see and I'll kind of just like get out my phone and jot it down really quick. And then uh, when I have a moment, I sort of sit down and sort of flesh out some words and some lyrics and a sort of vibe I'm going for. And then eventually it'll make it to uh, me sitting with my guitar, trying to make a song out of it. But it it's usually inspired by, by something I'm experiencing, something out in the world, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um... So, and you went into like a proper studio and recorded this album?
1: Yeah, so I uh I went to Gowan Matthews, who's a pretty well known producer here in the Bay Area. He has his own private home studio and he does amazing work. He produced and engineered it and also played every instrument that wasn't me or the drums. So if okay. it's not me or the drummer, then it's it's him. So <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs>
0: nice and so um what what's the what do you hope people get away or take away from this album like how is what's yeah what's the big takeaway that you hope people get from this album
1: uh well it's it's that's an interesting question like i said i i kind of want to showcase all the different sides of my musical style because i do I, I do listen to a lot of different styles of music, and I also play and like to sing different styles of music and like to write in different styles of music. I don't think any two of my songs really sound uh, similar. Um, so that's that's definitely something, but also, like, I told I told my producer, and this is going to sound kind of funny, but I'm like a huge... 90s nerd I love everything about 90s pop culture and 90s music and stuff so I told my producer I wanted my album I wanted it to sound like it could have been released in 1996 like okay. that's <laughs> that's like kind of what I'm what I'm going for is that that vibe just I because I I love that that style and I um and that's that's really kind of where I feel like my my images is kind of in the 90s because i was in i was in the duo shelby texas for a while and we were a country duo we were a pretty pretty country crossing the line of southern rock duo and as much as i i love country music and i i love uh johnny cash and dolly parton and stuff like that that wasn't the music i necessarily grew up with and always like Mm -hmm. saw myself playing and singing so I wanted this album to be, because it was my solo work, I wanted it to be more of, like, what I had grown up listening to, a little more of what I always thought I'd be doing. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And so you're, as long as I've known you, which I think we've determined has been about four, maybe five years, it seems like you're one of the those musicians that's always out on the road, always touring, um, uh, with with the exception of maybe like a month off you know you go home or whatever um how, how's the adjustment been not being able to get like going from 100 miles an hour to zero <laughs> what's that, that adjustment kind of been like for you
1: that's that's a very good that's a very good question um yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been pretty tough emotionally and mentally when you're sort of used to that, that kind of lifestyle where you're just nonstop when you're, when you're someone like me who thrives on that kind of busyness and stress and always being out and always planning something and doing, cause I, I thrive on that. I thrive on that. Um, and I, I don't really like being, being home and, and, um, you know, not having anything to do and, and all that. So it, it's been a little bit of an adjustment emotionally and mentally, but what I've tried to do is sort of take that energy and sink it into online platforms. So that's why I've been doing a, a live stream concerts on my Facebook every Thursday. And then on Sundays, I also do live stream concerts for my patrons on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, for anyone out there who's listening that doesn't know what patreon is it's like kickstarter but you support your favorite artists on a monthly basis so you uh you help fund basically their career rather than just one single project so um it's been a really great resource for me during this time i've been able to really sink my teeth into that patreon following and produce some really good content for those people and work on getting rewards out and and stuff like that. So I'm basically doing my best to try and channel that energy into online things because this is uh, obviously a big adjustment and I think we're going to be stuck on this online thing for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, At least musicians are, you know. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we can get out live again. So.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think we'll see independent musicians that are playing like the smaller venues. I think we'll see them back out playing live before we'll see the big concert. But then it'll also open up it because I was watching, I was listening to, I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast. He had one of his comedian buddies on and they were talking about how this is all going to change how live shows happen, at least for the next year, because everybody's going to have to step down a notch. So you got Mm -hmm. these guys that are doing all the big stadium shows. They're going to have to go down to like the big clubs and then small clubs and then you know so i definitely see that for musicians as well which like i mean for me as a consumer it'd be really awesome to go to the um house of blues and be able to see these guys you know just see just about anybody play but i'd rather see the smaller acts you know you know what I'm, so Right. It'll be really interesting to see the adjustment period, but I think the smaller venues will definitely be opening up first and getting the independent acts in to play. At least
1: the the smaller venues that are gonna make it out of this, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's been a lot of venues in the Bay Area that have unfortunately had to shut down. Um, so I, yeah, yeah, I hope I I hope that. Um, you know, that a lot of these smaller venues will start introducing bands back into their thing. I think it's going to be different, though, when you go to those shows, because, uh, you know, now people are going to have to be farther apart and
0: mm-hmm. not going to
1: let as many people in. It's probably going to be harder to get tickets. I So it's, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see that change, you know?
0: Yeah. And I was looking at some, like, I mean, obviously everything is kind of different from state to state. I was looking, my buddy sent me a link he lives in Indiana, and he sent me the a link to what their plan to reopen is, and they're shooting to have everything back at max capacity by the Fourth of July. And I'm like, that's yeah. awesome, but yeah, <laughs> you know how realistic is this
1: that's optimistic, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, opinions about everything aside, you know, like there's still people getting sick, there's still things that we have to be aware of you know right so um you know so it's an interesting time and like like i've always said it, it you know it would be interesting if this happened like 20 years ago when the internet was still dial up or right. if you were in the bigger areas maybe you had dsl or um dsl
1: right but, uh
0: you know it'd be it's just really interesting and uh, technology has really helped. And so with all this going on, how has it kind of impacted the release of your album or has it not really?
1: Uh, it, it, it has impacted the release of my album. Um, mainly cause like, well, I mean, one, one thing was that I was planning on having a big album release party mm-hmm. uh, on May 16th on the day that it, it dropped. So uh, that, has been uh, postponed for the moment um also it's because a a, a lot of like blogs and websites and, and uh stuff like that are having to cover all the things behind the coronavirus um a lot of other stories have been kind of pushed down so trying to get yeah. press has been a little more difficult than usual um mm-hmm. and so i mean little little things like that and uh, have kind of impacted the the release of it uh on the flip side though i feel like i'm able to get more press via just like word of mouth between my family and friends and stuff because mm-hmm. uh because i've been talking about how it's been impacted by the thing so now everyone's a little more looking forward to the release of it um and i am I am definitely gonna plan some sort of virtual uh, celebration for hmm. it so I can sort of talk about it with people and still kind of have a feeling of an album release party you know and I eventually will have an album release party when things get back to normal but yeah, yeah so it's it's kind of it's kind of been good and bad you know mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah you know yeah I think like that first weekend like almost everybody's gonna have some sort of an album release party like <laughs> It, it it was really interesting because I was kind of the last two weeks, I've been kind of planning things out and just trying to get things set up. So it's not all last minute. Like, Oh crap. I need things to do because I didn't take, or I don't want to not take advantage of all this free time. Right. And then everybody's like, Oh, Hey, you're doing this. I have an album release on May 1st. And so I'd like 20 people hit me up telling me they're releasing albums today. And I'm like, it, is it just because it's like the begin it technically like almost beginning of summer? Is that the thing or, you know, and then, yeah, so it, it was just kind of funny to me. And then, um, you know, you, you would, uh, did our, uh, virtual show last week and you'd mentioned that you had a new music coming out. It's like, you know what? We need to get you on. It's been four <laughs> years. It's time. So. Yeah. Um yeah. so how's uh one thing that we really like to do is like try and give some value to the younger musicians getting started or maybe people that are in a rut right now. So what would you say to a younger musician that's getting started? What kind of advice would you have for them?
1: Um I mean, I, I, some of the best advice I ever got when I was a younger musician uh, was from um, uh, Ray Manzarek, the keyboardist for The Doors. Uh, he lived in Napa when, once he retired from music and everything. He lived in Napa, and he did this uh, talk at our public library here. And he did a Q&A section, and I, I asked him that exact question. I, I was, like, maybe 15 at the time. So I asked him that exact question. I said, what advice would you give to young musicians like me who are just starting out? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, practice, practice, practice. And that's what I would like. I would pass that on, too, is just practice as much as you can um, and be smart about the business decisions that you make and treat it. Treat it like a business, too. Uh, once you get to a point where you're starting to play gigs and stuff, treat it like a business. Um, that was something I learned early on too is as much as we're musicians and we're creative people and we don't like the sound of business and and money and all that, uh, at a certain point, you do kind of have to think of it that way and go into it because that'll just make your, your life and your career so much easier if you sort of know what you're doing uh, on that end of things. But just practice don't give up and just be smart about the the decisions you make.
0: Absolutely. Um and I I didn't want to I don't I didn't mean to completely brush over the uh Patreon thing. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> because that that's really interesting. Like when I first was introduced to Patreon a few years back, it was always something that It seemed like it was more for like visual creators, like some like people that did like weekly sketches. And I was always trying to figure out how to make it work for musicians because not every musician can get to that point where they're essentially creating new work or new music every month or a new out like new EPs or however it would work. So, how how's kind of or how's Patreon? challenged you to be as creative as possible or how's it like challenged your creative process
1: uh well it's 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 definitely gotten me to sort of think outside the box and not be afraid to share some of my content with these people because there's a lot of songs that I'll write and sort of put on the back burner. I don't want anyone to see it. But most of the time those songs people actually do enjoy and and, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be you'd be surprised. Um, But I uh, I try to be creative with it. It's it's a little unrealistic to for a musician to think that they can write and edit and record and get a song perfect once a week. And mm-hmm. post it to the people so i try to do other things you know maybe i'll do a song once a month but then i'll do other little things um like i'll do like a, a short little cover song
0: mm-hmm. or
1: i'll you know do like an alternate version of one of my songs or maybe i slow it down or or like you know i don't really play piano live much uh when i play gigs but i do play a little bit of piano so like i'll do songs on the piano to give it a different sound you know just getting creative uh thinking outside the box um and uh uh i've been um doing uh like i mentioned earlier i've been doing my live stream concerts for just my people on patreon on sundays and that has been great because it's given me a chance to sort of try out new material
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh play new songs in in front of an audience Um, and sort of work those kinks out and the thing about patreon too is the the whole point of patreon at least for me is to have these people who are supporting you sort of be a part of your musical journey so Mm. i like to ask for feedback i'm always Mm. asking like what do you think of this song what do you think of this lyric like is there something you think i should change or like what do you guys want to see i mean it's a very community-based Sort of platform, so I try to I try to involve my supporters on there as much as possible and get their comments and their their mm-hmm. feedback, and that's actually helped a lot. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised a lot of a lot of people come up with really good ideas, and, and when you're collaborating and and it makes them feel really good too. It makes them feel like they're really a part of what you're doing. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, has are you? A, are you a full-time musician at this point, or are you working somewhere, as, or to support your music right now?
1: I am a yeah, I am a full-time musician right now, <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: full-time independent musician.
0: <laughs> and so the the Patreon is uh really helping you there. Um, how did you get introduced to Patreon? That that's always kind of an interesting. Question. well so
1: uh patreon is actually based out of san francisco and um being from the bay area I, I play in san francisco a lot and i'm very involved with that music community so a lot of uh my other singer songwriter friends have patreon pages uh that i uh, also support but um yeah so that's kind of how, how i was introduced and i just thought it was a really really cool thing um and uh yeah just decided to, to jump on it and like i said it's 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 been great so far, and it's actually um, really, you know, one of the the positive things in this whole coronavirus thing for for me, personally, is that it has helped me sort of connect with my patrons on a deeper level, because now I have Mm -hmm. a little more time to come up with content, and I've been doing all sorts of new things. Uh, Like I said, the live stream concerts is something I just started doing once this whole thing happened, so... It's given me a, a chance to sort of reconnect with that platform and, and um, be able to uh, connect with those people and produce some, some cool content with them. so
0: yeah. Nice. that's always fun. Um, yeah. So obviously with everything, you're not playing like live live shows. Is there, was there anything booked on your uh, schedule that is maybe far enough out that you still have an outside chance of hope? that you might play or is, do you keep your pretty, do you keep your schedule pretty not booked out that far?
1: Well, uh, I, I'm supposed to go on a tour in July, um, actually to promote the album. And I haven't really heard anything otherwise. So, I mean, knock on wood, if everything, if everything goes well, that'll still happen. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to go on a tour in July up to Oregon and Washington to, uh, as sort of an album release tour so hopefully that still happens it doesn't look likely for california yet but we'll see
0: (laughs) gotcha gotcha um but yeah that that's always interesting like and that's the hard part about this whole thing is it's like you just don't know how far out everything's gonna gonna be because it's like i'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of musicians that are, have shows that they want to book and it's like well it's in July or it's in August I don't know if we're going to be able to play it and so like I think that's more of the the mind fuck if you will for a yeah. lot of musicians um, Yeah
1: cuz you don't know if you're going to be able to play but you also you also might be able to play so <laughs> you know it's like what do you do
0: <laughs> Yeah absolutely um so being that you, you like being out on the road and touring and all that stuff, how do you pass the time on the road? Like, I, I, that's one thing that I've always been interested in is road stories and all that fun stuff, but I don't ever really talk about it. So like, how do you pass time on the road, and what stuff like that?
1: <laughs> uh, well, um, a lot of carpool karaoke is is involved um but you know i i'm lucky enough i've i've been across the country many times now that i sort of have friends in a lot of different places so i'm pretty lucky in in that regard that i'm able to sort of whenever you know like whenever i'm in roswell i see marie and and uh uh, in nashville i have friends there that i hang with and stay with when i'm there so uh i am I am lucky in that regard. I do have friends to sort of pass the time with and stay with. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it's, uh, you don't really end up having a lot of free time necessarily when you're on the road. Cause you're spending the majority of the day driving. Then you're sort of setting up uh, for the show. And yeah. then you kind of got to go to where you're staying the night and, um, yeah. you know, so <laughs> Any free time I have, I, I just kind of try to spend it with my friends, you
0: know? <laughs> Understood. Um, is there any place that you haven't played yet that you really want to play? Like, as far as in the U.S. or in North America? Ah. Um, and it could be a specific venue, or it could be, a, like, a city or a state.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <And> the- well, <laughs> I've I've been to 46 out of the 50 states. So I definitely like to play in one of the states I haven't been to. Okay. Um, I think that'd be cool. Although, you know what? I, I've i been to Hawaii, but I've never played in Hawaii. And I think okay. that playing at a place in Hawaii, like just sitting out on the water, playing on a patio or something, I think that'd be mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, I played in – um. Uh, Canada as well. I played in the Vancouver area, but it'd be cool to also venture out into the Toronto area, more of the eastern side mm-hmm. of Canada. That'd be pretty cool, too. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what are the uh, other three states that you hadn't played yet in the U.S.?
1: Oh, right. Okay, so uh, Alaska, New Hampshire, uh, Vermont, and Maine. Okay. Those are the those are the four that I've never they've
0: never even driven through <laughs> that's interesting because the one of the one of the ladies I had on last night her two she'd only not played in two states two of them were the two were Alaska and Maine and it's like it's just interesting that that seems to be relatively consistent whenever I talk to people it's always when they get to a point of being 45 having played yeah. in 45 states or more, it's always Alaska and Maine. So They're it, just hard just to get
1: to, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Alaska, I completely understand. And then I guess the one that's more of an interesting, like, I don't understand is Maine because it's like you're already all the way up there. You know, if you've gone to like New Hampshire and all that and Vermont. True. And, but, um, so what... With having a lot more free time right now, are you doing anything to, like, experiment with a new sound, stretch yourself musically, learn to play a new instrument? Are you doing anything to kind of challenge yourself musically?
1: Yeah, actually. So, uh, like I mentioned before, I play a little bit of piano, but I've, I've never really been good at writing on the piano. Piano is kind of something I just sort of do for fun. I've never really... Uh, felt comfortable playing it on stage Or writing with it uh, So I've definitely spent more time Trying to sort of hone in on uh, Writing and, and sort of developing a, Another facet of my sound By uh, practicing piano and, and writing more on piano And I've also been uh, messing around With the banjo a lot more mm-hmm. um, doing Doing that And trying to stretch myself and learn Like new covers And especially covers of songs that like I wouldn't think of myself singing uh and trying to trying to do stuff like that i uh, uh oh and the the ukulele too i've okay. been <laughs> doing more with the ukulele and experimenting more with like home recording
0: okay so. are you uh are you obviously you've got your new album dropping here in about two weeks? um but are you already working towards another album or are you already writing towards one or are you going to just kind of wait let this one release let it live for a while and then you'll start
1: well my my plan is I want I want to sort of let this album once it releases I want to sort of let it live for a while but I <laughs> I I want to get back into the studio as as soon as I can Mm -hmm. Uh, cause it does take a while to sort of, you know, get a whole album together. So I, I sort of want to get back in the studio and just start working on a new album and not necessarily release anything for a while. Mm. Um, Cause I have, I just, I have like a, I have a whole new concept for another album. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I want to sort of flesh that out and start that.
0: Nice. Um, so what, like going back to like the advice and stuff, uh, as far as musicians going into the studio for the first time, what kind of advice do you have for musicians going into the studio for the first time?
1: Uh, one big thing that I, that I definitely learned the first time I, I ever recorded anything professional was don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Because I think a, a lot of times when you're starting out and you've never done a recording session before, it's it can be a little intimidating because there's all this professional equipment and you've got this engineer who knows what they're doing and all that stuff. And I would say, like, just don't be afraid when they when they record something and they play it back to you and you don't like it, say you don't like it and say why you don't like it. You know, don't don't be afraid to sort of speak up and, and make sure you're getting what you want. Because I think a lot of times especially for younger musicians i think a lot of times uh you know we can get intimidated and and end up with something we're not happy with so Mm -hmm. i would i would say just make sure you're getting you're you're getting what you want and don't be afraid to to speak up and especially too if you're hiring musicians other musicians Mm -hmm. to play you know if they if you hire a guitarist and they play a riff you're not a fan of tell them don't don't let that end up on your album if you don't like it you know
0: yeah absolutely but also to piggyback off that if you're going to tell somebody you don't like something make sure you tell them why like yeah
1: right yeah and obviously don't be rude (laughs) i mean obviously don't be rude about it but just you know be honest don't you know
0: (laughs) gotcha um and so you know obviously everything's kind of at a standstill right now but your album's coming out in about 2 weeks. What's the name of the album again?
1: It's called Why.
0: Why? And what you why'd you come up with that? Why'd you come up with that name for it?
1: <laughs> well, it's actually the name of one of it's <laughs> it's actually the name of one of the songs on the album. And okay. I the the whole the whole idea behind that specific song is I'm sort of asking, like, why do I still care about this person? So that's mm-hmm. the point of that song. Okay. And it ended up kind of being my favorite song on the album, just for personal reasons, because I, I just really, I, like, that song, the way it turned out, the production, the guitar work, just everything sort of turned out exactly how I wanted it to, like, mm-hmm. and and how I envision my sound and uh, I don't know, the first time I heard that song played back to me with everything, it just kind of, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want, and I just fell in love with it, so I was like, I gotta name my album this, because it's like, yeah, that's, it's my favorite song on the album. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, because, you know, you got other people to promote, to. You, you know, you got <laughs> all, a whole bunch of stuff to do, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, what's I, I'm pretty sure I asked you this question during our first podcast, but it won't hurt to ask again. Um, but why music?
1: Wow. Uh, well, I don't. I don't really have a specific, like, concrete answer for why music, but I can tell you a story. Okay. Uh, so when I was like maybe three or four years old there was an album called the color and the shape by the foo fighters that was released and uh, on that album was the their hit song everlong and my dad used to make mixes like mixtapes for us to listen to around the house and it was mostly like newer songs that he heard on the radio and liked Mm And we would listen to these mixes when we would drive up to my grandparents' house on the weekends. And it's like a three-hour drive from where I am. So we'd listen to these mixes. And he put Everlong on uh, one of those mixes because he just heard it and liked it. I was sitting in the back seat, it was dark, it was late, my mom and my sister were passed out asleep and my dad was driving and I was sort of just sitting there quiet, kind of restless and we're listening to this music and Everlong comes on and just that opening guitar riff and then like the drums that come in and all that. I just like, I, I specifically remember just sitting there and just being like, awestruck by what I was hearing and I just like couldn't believe it and I just sort of like in that moment just fell in love and and decided like this is this is what I want to do I think this is cooler than anything else in the world like it I I, there's something about just the late night the quiet and then just hearing this big sound I just fell in love right there and so I a couple years later I just Would see like I just got really fascinated by musicians after that. So I just tried to do everything I could that involved music. So I started doing a lot of theater, um, a lot of choir, a lot of band, a lot of drama, stuff like that. Um, And then eventually I got to an age where I was like, I want to learn guitar. So I picked up the guitar, started playing, and it all kind of just took off from there. But that that's like my. My specific memory is just hearing Everlong in the back of the car late at night. And I just like instantly just my whole world changed <laughs> at four years old. <laughs> okay.
0: So, one thing that we really like to do is as there, there's a fun point in this or in our podcast where we start asking random questions. And so, I think we're going to do that right now. <laughs> okay, it, it, okay. This is meant to be fun and in no way serious okay so pineapple does it belong on pizza no if you had the attention of the world for 30 seconds what would you say
1: uh uh long live rock and roll
0: (laughs) what is your current guilty pleasure song
1: guilty pleasure song oh oh uh Domino by Jesse J. I know it's kinda old now, but yeah
0: <laughs> oh that's <laughs> yeah, that's um, do you oh man, wow, that one threw me off a little bit <laughs> uh, how many pennies do you think would fit in your room
1: oh uh two two hundred thousand. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> awesome. That's okay. That was it. Guess. Yeah. Nope, that's it. You know, it that's just something <laughs> fun we like to do. Um, so uh obviously once everything kind of wraps up, I know you'll you're 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 dying to hit the road, obviously like you know. Yeah. Um and you have the uh pending possible Pacific Northwest Uh, tour did you where's one place that you really like or what's one let me let me reword the question because i was trying to get to it weird what's your favorite um song to sing while you're driving like you mentioned that you've done um carpool karaoke what's your favorite carpool karaoke karaoke song to sing
1: uh so you know like i was talking about i did a lot of theater growing up so Mm -hmm. i i love a lot of broadway stuff i don't really i haven't really done anything like that since high school so uh every time the song defying gravity comes on in from the musical wicked whenever that Mm -hmm. comes on i i transform into into elphaba and i built that thing out a couple of my friends have seen it and it's really a spectacular thing to see <laughs> it's a tony worthy performance that i put on in my car <laughs>
0: nice. nice and um so what's where can everybody find fr- or where can everybody pre-save the album? Where can everybody find you on social media? So once you do start getting out, um, they can, uh, they can uh, go support you and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, the album and the single should be on like basically every digital platform. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, all, all that um, stuff. And then as far as social media, I have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook um and uh like we were talking about uh patreon um and then the best place to, to go is my website shelbyannmusic.com because that mm-hmm. kind of has all of the links and and everything but if you just type in Shelby Ann on facebook or instagram you'll you'll find me it's spelled exactly the way it sounds <laughs>
0: awesome awesome and uh let's leave the um let's leave everybody with one final bit of information what's what's the best piece of advice you have for anybody not just musicians just anybody out there that might be listening
1: um i i would say you know times are are really tough right now especially for those of us who are still sort of quarantined and and not really seeing an end to this um and I would say just stay safe and healthy. Something I've been telling people uh, over and over again is just don't be dumb, you know. And that sounds funny, but uh, I think just playing by the rules and and no matter how hard it gets, and just knowing that we'll we'll get through is there. There will be a light at the end of the tunnel, and and uh, you know things will start to go back to normal again. Um, but uh, just stay safe, stay healthy. Don't be dumb.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And uh, so thank you once again for uh, giving me the time. I, you know, I, it was funny when you messaged me about the uh, time difference. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was this, this morning. I was like, you know, that is always my biggest concern because it's like, I had the, the calendar set up to take the time difference into effect like just like right so the two hour time difference but the first interview i did using that it didn't work and so now i've always been like really apprehensive about wait a minute is this actually working because when it sends i sent them a secondary code to get into the zoom chat and it said one time and it was like an hour difference so they saw that because they were in mountain time and I was in and I'm in central time so they saw that my time was 8 p.m and so they thought it was 8 p.m for them
1: Uh, (laughs) oh
0: and so it was just like oh man this is (laughs) fun you know so it it was interesting um
1: I always like to double check those things because you never know. And like one of my worst fears is having something like that happen, (laughs) like you know, not being ready in time.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, once again, I thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I was really happy that you wanted to come back on. It's been for like, you've always been such a big supporter of ours and we've always followed your music, Jeff. I can't tell you how many times Jeff and I have had a conversation when we saw that you were doing a show in Roswell and I'd ask him like, Hey, did, did you happen to catch Shelby's show? And he'll, he'll yeah. usually reply. I saw it for a little bit or no, because he was working or whatever. And, you know, yeah. so you're like, whenever we see you coming through Roswell, cause even though I don't live in Roswell, Roswell was four years of my life and it's like, it's still got a place in for my, sure. uh, so you know, we're really, really happy with how things are going for, for you, and we're really excited to hear the new album, so I hope everybody here that's watching and will be listening goes and checks out the album when it drops on the 15th or 16th. 16th. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to get to to get to chat with you guys, and and you guys are doing really cool stuff. And I was so appreciative to get to do the virtual live stream concert too. That was that was awesome. So
0: yeah, and and when, you know once again, really appreciate you doing that as well. You know, those things always give me it, it's a weird emotional roller coaster because it goes from hey, this is a good idea to oh nobody's getting back to me what's going on nobody's getting back to me and then like 36 hours beforehand everybody starts getting back to me and it's like okay cool we're there we're there and then we start performing <laughs> and it's like okay this is this is good this is good this is good and then somebody doesn't show up or somebody misses their set and it's like yep. oh no it's going off the rails and you know <laughs> it's like this weird emotional roller coaster and
1: I'm
0: sure yeah but um <laughs> Once again, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you all later.